When someone decides to follow Christ, their life is changed forever. Death turns to life. Despair changes to hope. Dark becomes light. It's a deep, quiet moment that could easily be kept hidden. But a change this profound can't stay a secret for long. It's time for the world to see what God has done. For we were once in darkness, but now we are light in the Lord. Baptism is an act of faith. It's a celebration, a beacon cutting through the fog, a message to the world that a lost cause has been redeemed, that God is here and He is transforming lives. So embrace this moment. Declare His glory. And let your light shine. I just want to provide some context to baptism. I'm not going to be very long, so don't get comfortable. Um, but I'm just going to provide some context for baptism, especially if this is maybe new to you or you're coming from a different tradition. Maybe you've never been to the church building before or you're actually getting baptized today uh, just to make sure that we know what we're doing here. Uh, and the context I'm going to provide could come from a number of uh, places in the New Testament. And uh, today we're going to reflect a little bit on the baptism of Jesus. I love Mark's gospel, mostly because it's the shortest one. Um, I'm not a great reader. That might surprise some of you, but I'm not. And so Mark is my favorite gospel. Um, Mark probably wrote down a lot of Peter's testimony. So the apostle Peter, he didn't write a gospel that's included in the New Testament, um, but he delivered a lot of messages. And we think that perhaps... Mark wrote down some of these. And that would make sense because in Mark's gospel, we find action words, words like immediately and suddenly, and it's very action-packed gospel. And I think that's what I kind of like about it. It's kind of the diehard of the gospels. Some of you might get that reference. You know, it's definitely related to Christmas, but it's missing a few key elements. <laughs> You know, Matthew and Luke, they include the whole birth narrative. Mark, no, no time for that. We're jumping right into the deep end. You get it because they go right to the baptism of Jesus. Deep end, water. You'll get it at home when you think about it later. We're not jumping into the deep end, by the way. We have stairs. So just keep that in mind. But as we come to the baptism of Jesus in Mark, it does raise a question, and that's this. Why was Jesus baptized? Why was he baptized? I don't know if you've ever thought about that or if you've questioned that, but why was Jesus baptized? Now, Mark does hint that the story of Jesus began long before his birth. In fact, all of the gospel writers tell us that in various ways. The way Mark does it is that he states that the story of Jesus goes a long way back. It doesn't begin with his birth. It doesn't even begin with John the baptizer in the Jordan River. It begins with the dreams of the prophets a long time ago, long ago, even in the mind of God. 
And so Mark quotes from Malachi and Isaiah as he begins this story of the gospel, and he says this, Look, I'm sending my messenger ahead of you, and he will prepare your way. He is a voice shouting in the wilderness, prepare the way for the Lord's coming, clear the road for him. And these quotes are taken from Malachi and Isaiah. And it's very important that Mark includes them to remind us that the story of Jesus doesn't begin with his birth. But here's the thing that maybe we miss out on. That text, those verses, they're not actually so much of a promise as they are a warning and a threat. And maybe we don't get that. But in the prophets in Malachi and Isaiah, they existed in a time when the priests and the religious system were way off track. The priests were corrupt. They didn't care about the people. And they were wandering away a crooked path. And so Isaiah and Malachi actually warned them that someone's going to come and straighten you out. So it's kind of like, some of you might remember this with your father, perhaps. It's not necessarily a good thing. But if my mother ever said to me, just wait till your dad comes home. I didn't receive that message with, oh, daddy's coming home. <laughs> right? <laughs> no, it's kind of like, oh, dad's coming home. <laughs> I better straighten up. And that's the tone of the prophets as they come and they say, someone is coming to make the way straight because y'all are crooked. And that's what comes with John the Baptist, the baptizer. When he comes, he's the fulfillment, says Mark, of that promise, of that warning. So John the baptizer comes and he begins to tell the people, you've gone off course. Your, your path, your way, the way of righteousness is no longer straight. It's crooked because the priests of his day also did not care for the people and the religious system was a burden to the people. And so John the baptizer points this out in fulfillment to those prophets. And so when John the baptizer goes down to the Jordan River, what does he do? He calls people to repentance. Remember, repentance is having a change of mind and coming home. And that's what John the baptizer is doing. He's reminding them of the original time when the people of God crossed the Jordan River into the land that was promised with the idea that they would worship God and create a just society, and yet they failed to do so. And so John is now saying, come pass through the waters again, and start over. Come through, pass through the waters of the Jordan and start fresh. And that's what John's baptism is all about. And so this is a reform movement. This is a renewal movement that John is kicking off here. And Jesus approved of this message. We're going to be heading into more political uh, advertising soon in the next little while, I'm sure. And I don't know about you, but I get kind of tired of it. But often you'll see at the bottom of the political ad, so-and-so or such party approves of this message. Well, I think for John, they could have put at the very bottom of his message, Jesus of Nazareth approves of this message. And so when Jesus goes to be baptized by John, what is he doing? He's saying, I approve. I approve of this message. I identify with what you're saying in bringing renewal to our people. And I identify with the people themselves who are coming to be baptized. And so baptism at its heart is identification. 
And that's why Jesus was baptized, because he identified with the message of John, and he identified with the people who were seeking to be renewed, and that's what happened there. So, when we come to baptism for ourselves, we are no longer baptized according to the baptism of John. We're baptized a little bit differently. In fact, when Jesus comes out of the water of baptism, the voice of the Father speaks from heaven, the Holy Spirit descends like a dove, and Jesus is present. And that's why we baptize today in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And our identification is not with John's message, but our identification is with Jesus, with his message, and with his people. And so through baptism today, we say, I belong to this family, and together we are following Jesus. And that's the simple heart of this as we come through and identify in our baptism today. And so it's a testimony, a testimony of obedience, of faith. It's a testimony that we've already made a decision within our own soul, within our heart, and that we are determined to let people know that we are walking the path of righteousness and following after Jesus. So John prepared the way for Jesus. He set people straight. But Jesus doesn't just prepare the way for us. He is the way for us. He is the way, the truth, and the life. And in our baptism today, that's what we declare. So we are going to go ahead with this baptism. And uh, this is going to be an exciting time, and we're going to take our time with it. And we've got six characters here ready to go. And uh, we're going to try and have um, the video on screen, especially for the people sitting in the wings. Um, but we'll do that. It's our live feed, and so it, it, it might uh, delay just a little bit, but don't worry about it. And then at the end, for specific reasons, we won't have the live stream playing for the last couple. So don't worry about that either. It's not a technical issue. And then after the baptism, they're going to get changed. We're going to sing, and then we get to welcome all the members uh, together. Okay? So I would like to pray for us as we prepare for this baptism. Father, thank you so much for sending your son. Thank you that he affirmed and identified with the message of your servant, John. But that he was the one who was greater than John. And now we don't follow John. We don't follow the prophets. We follow your son. Thank you for Jesus. Thank you today that we can declare our allegiance, our loyalty to him, and our identification with the people that follow him. So I pray for every single one who's going to be baptized today, that you'd fill them with joy, that you'd fill them with faith and hope and love, the gifts that truly come from you. And all of us, as we bear witness to it, may we be encouraged to live and walk in the path of righteousness. We pray in Jesus' great name. Amen.